There it is. Alright, moving on. Did the microphone kick in? I've been a sports fan my entire life because all of my friends are horrible people. Yes, Cam had a very bad game. Can we get that on tape? Get that overrated piece of crap out of this conversation. <laughs> are you sure you want this on tape? That's what I was transitioning to. Big time Timmy Jim, Chris Sale, Bartolo Colon. A lot of tears and a lot of beers. I can't argue with anything you say. No, I think it changes every week what my favorite part of the intro is. This week, it was the guy at the Mariners game. Because you can also hear, like, the bass in the background yeah. from the music playing. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun time. Yeah, We did it three times, I think. Mm. I want to say we did it three times. Three or four, yeah. Yeah. Never again, though. Wah, wah, wah. All right, just like every week, it's Chris and Alex. How's it going, buddy? The wonderful sound of ice <laughs> in a nice whiskey glass. I'm just calling it a whiskey glass. You can call it that. Yeah. I ain't got to find mine, but uh, hey, it's whiskey-ish. Yeah. Late night shots for a reason. Both sipping on some whiskey, Mariner style. <sighs> Getting ready to talk about not baseball. <laughs> going to start off with football as the mulligan this week. Um, and we actually both agreed on it. Didn't even have to come up with another thing. It's the end of the Cardinals-Bills game. He's the best receiver in football. How can you not cover him? I don't know. Check him up. Do something. Punch him in the face. Yeah, do like, something. He ran on the field with no trouble. Literally... No one there to stop him. So they're at the 40, 45, somewhere in there. I want to say 43, but... Midfield-ish. Yeah. And they have time for one Hail Mary, maybe two. So Murray... Murray. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals are down by five. Yeah, Cardinals are down by five. And is it five or four? No, I can't remember. It's more than a touchdown. Or more than a field goal less than a touchdown. They were down by four. Okay. Down by four. And the guy guarding Hopkins, single coverage, is 15, 20 yards back, giving just a total free release. This is why I hate like the end game plans for most teams. Yeah. Like we were talking about a couple options before we recorded, and like your thought for it. Like, put any kind of pressure. Hit him at the line. Stop him from getting on the field so your lineman can get up and sack the quarterback. Yeah, it's. They can only send five guys. Like, you only need to blitz three, maybe four, right? You don't have to worry about run plays or Kyler Murray running all the way down the field. Yeah, he can scramble, but not like that. One thing I don't understand, why don't they send more? Sometimes teams do. Sometimes teams blitz like five. You, If you get to the quarterback before the receiver can get anywhere, yeah. you're going to get a sack. Which I like that on stationary quarterbacks. Yeah, Murray's a little more. But... That, that's why I don't like it with Murray, because if he does escape those five guys, then you're pretty much single coverage on all the receivers. Yeah, they're all in the end zone. Like You can get some help. But I'd rather just blitz three or four, have seven, eight guys back there. But he's not scrambling. He's not going to get a... He, he did, though. Well, no, I meant, like, pass the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So if you send a bunch, he's not likely going to get away from all of them. Yeah. So, but. DeAndre Hopkins gets a free release. 
Murray scrambles out to the left, chucks it, and Hopkins gets a free jump. Like, the guy's not even pushing on him or anything. Grab the arm. Do something, because right? they don't call it ever. No. You would know. <laughs> no matter what side it is, offensive, defensive, it's not going to get called. I don't know. They don't call it. They, they let the play play. It looked like a rebound in the middle of a basketball season in the second quarter. Guys were just standing there, and the one that the ball went to, everybody just let him get it. Yeah. The defenders weren't touching Hopkins. No, they all went for the ball themselves. It's like, no, stop. You're not receivers. There's a reason you're on defense. Yeah. Stop him. Yeah. Get a body on him. Push him a little bit. Like, you have a right to the ball also. Like, Grab bump him. Arms. Do something. Jump into his head. Stand on his foot. <laughs> There's a million things. Grab a little bit of jersey. Keep him from jumping. Also, like... Okay, so I'm four inches taller than you, right? Yeah, right about there. So if there's a jump ball for a football, chances are I can get to the football before you because my reach is six inches higher or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're taller. You've got more reach. Yeah. I'm not going to try to out-jump you. No. I don't do that in basketball. You're not going to let me catch the ball. That's what that's what they should do. <laughs> like, it's pretty easy. Little hook of the arm. Yeah. Ten body. Or no, there's there's only like two or three there, but... On this play, there was. There was only two guys, and the third guy came in late. Okay. I was like, was like but normally, four, there's like yeah. five. Yeah. But still. Bump his elbow. Hit him in the knee. Hip check him. Do something. Not try to out-jump him. Yeah. The guy who, when asked what he thought about other players being the best receivers in the league, just laughed. Because he proved he's the best receiver in the league. Yeah. And... Yeah, he's 6'4", whatever. The guys around him are 5'10". Like you said, you're not getting the ball. Don't try and get the ball. Hit him in the elbow. Yeah, you don't need the ball. You need to knock the ball away from him. Stop him from trying to catch it. All it takes is one arm on a Hail Mary to pull away. And he ain't catching that ball. Yeah, just anything. Do something. Like what? <laughs> Go watch 90% of the Hail Marys. Yeah. Someone's grabbing an arm and he can't get his arms together and it just like bounce off his head and... Which is usually why you want those extra bodies back there. And where I understand the only blitzing three having eight guys. So every receiver's doubled at the point of the throw. And then there's four guys there when the ball gets there. If you put four guys around a receiver and they all just get really tight, there's no room to jump. There shouldn't be. Yeah. And then your other idea about how to stop it. Signing a basketball guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Why wouldn't you? Like, I know it takes up a roster spot. You only have 49, 46, something like that. Because not everybody, that's a dumb thing also. Yeah. You have a 53-man roster and not everybody gets to suit up. I don't know. It's yeah. no sense. But most, uh, there's quite a few tight ends that have played basketball. Yeah. Sign a failed wing. Make him put on 20 pounds. Be like, all right, you have these three jobs. You're a gunner. You try and block extra points, and you save us on Hail Marys. It's like signing a kicker. Yeah. Why wouldn't you pay for something that can save you from losing the game like this? Yeah, you could sign your ninth corner or whatever, which he's going to do the same things anyway, but he's nine inches shorter. And 50 pounds lighter. And yeah. And can't hit and can't. <laughs> Just terrible by the Bills. Yeah, they, they threw that game away. 
Yeah, because they were up 14. It was like 23 to 9. I think so. They go down. Diggs scores a touchdown with not a lot of time left. And then that happens. I don't know. Pathetic. And it ends up being like a really weird ending because they score the touchdown to go up by two. And then instead of kicking an extra point or going for two or anything like that, they took a knee. Because a blocked extra point that's returned is worth two points, so it'd be a tie game. Still dumb. I don't mind it. You take the knee. What are the odds of a blocked extra point? Uh, Very low. What are the odds of fumbling a knee? Zero. Like, I don't know if it's happened. The Herm Edwards thing was not a knee. Still that was an actual play. Still probably go for two or something. And you say, hey, if you don't get it, you're thrown out of the end zone. You know what, though? It did happen like five, six years ago. The team was up by two at the end of the game. Or maybe only up by one. Went to kick the extra point. It got blocked and brought back, and the team won by well, one. I think that was college. I thought it had to do with like the Browns or the Jaguars or Raiders. One of those that three crappy teams. I know they're not real. <laughs> but... But still, I'd probably go for two, and I'd probably roll out to the sideline. And you can't throw a perfect yeah. throw, throw it away. The yeah, actual go for two to go up by four to make them score a touchdown. Yeah, there's no yeah. point of just taking a knee because that's just, I don't know, being scared. Yeah. The reason it was funny is because the uh, point spread on the game was two and a half. So by not kicking an extra point, they stayed under and only won by two. So what you're saying is someone yep. had some bet on the line. <laughs> yep. Uh, but they're just like, you better not go for two. Take the knee. <laughs> I have a million dollars on the under. Yeah. Mulligan goes to the Bills for not pressuring Hopkins, not spying Murray, or just doing anything. Stopping the rookie quarterback. Showing that not they're the Bills. Back. Yeah. Young quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So Mulligan brought to you by Homestead. Homestead, Homestead. Uh, hopefully you're able to be a part of their master's raffle 25 bucks to get into it uh speaking of 25 bucks that's how much it costs for 18 in a cart during the week and it goes up to 35 on the weekend it's a great deal uh, they're gonna have fall tournaments coming up we'll let you know once they're scheduled and not only are they gonna have fall tournaments but there's gonna be a par 3 series as well weather dependent but the par 3 series are always fun uh, while you're in there, get a new golf bag because they're 30% off. And if you're looking for some clubs to put in that bag, they're having a sale on tailor-made clubs. The percentage off is dependent on the club. But make sure to head to Homestead for all your golfing needs. Homestead. Homestead. All right. Before we get into the NBA, because that's what we're going to be talking about, I forgot that we probably talk about the Masters a little bit. I don't know how much you watched. Not much. But I watched all of it. All of it? I woke up early. <laughs> Every day to watch it. I slept and it was wonderful. I actually didn't mind waking up early, except for Thursday, which was dumb. <laughs> so I woke up to watch Tiger. So I got up at like 4.15 so to watch Tiger. And then I got pushed back and they played a hole. And then there was like a three-hour rain delay. So I was like, cool, it's 4.45 in the morning. And I'm up now. You. I yeah. was asleep. <laughs> of course you were. You're always asleep. Um, so true as me. Dustin Johnson ended up winning, set the record for lowest score in Masters history at 20 under. Yeah, I don't give it like full respect as the record because they're playing in November for the first time. It's a different course, different everything's different. Yeah, so. greens are more receptive, so it's easier to stay on them, easier to score. 
you don't do it the same, it's not the record. Yeah, they had like everything in baseball. It was the yeah, it was the record for uh, easiest or like lowest score on the cut line. It was even. It was almost minus one, first time in history. Uh, lowest score, first time in history, a guy shot in the sixties in every round. That was Cam Smith. He finished second. There's just a bunch of things like that. It's like if this happened in April when it normally does, it wouldn't be like this. No, yeah. you you can't count. It's a different course. Every course is different depending on the time of the year. So. Yeah. And it's, then you got to put it uh, Masters in November. Yeah, yeah. You have all the Masters records, <laughs> and then there's another set where it's like November Masters records. You can start doing that every year too. Yeah. yeah. So, and then Sunday. Speaking of Tiger, Tiger had. <laughs> Oh, did you see this at well, all? Well, I, I saw the highlight of it. Tiger had a blow-up hole. So the, uh-huh. the big thing last he tin, year... He tin-cupped it. Yeah. <laughs> the thing last year was the 12th hole. Um, it's got a bunker in the front. The green goes sideways, so it's really wide, not very deep. There's water in front. And then stuff behind. So you don't really want to go deep either because there's a bunker, a pot bunker back there, and then you're chipping out downhill... At the water. Yeah. You don't want that. So guys usually try and like play safe way over on the left. Because right, you can roll down. So last year, of the final six guys, it was Tiger and one other guy who didn't go in the water in the final round. It's a big part of why Tiger won. So this year, Tiger tees off. He's not in it. He's not going to win. He's 13 shots back of Dustin Johnson at this point or something. He goes in the water. In the water, in the bunker behind the green, so that was his fifth shot. He then goes in the water again, because out of this bunker, I don't know if you see the bunker shot. No, I just knew he went in the water three times. Yeah. yeah. So in the bunker, he went in this pot bunker. It's like a round bunker, kind of recessed more than normal. He's in the right side of it, so his left foot's like way up in the air. It's a funky stance. He can't get at it enough, kind of blades it, shoots across the green into the water. So now he's hitting his seventh out of the bunker, hits it out, chips on, and two putts for a 10. Tiger shot a 10. It happens. <laughs> so Tiger's been on the PGA Tour for 24 years. How many times do you think he shot a 10 in his career? Zero. Yep. This was the first one. It's impressive. I do it basically every time I go because I do this every time. He pissed off and go in the water. Go in the water. I can get that. I can get that. Alex, Ball. you're 285 yards out. You don't have a three wood. Don't care. But then I sink it in and go. Yeah. You do something yeah. weird. He's doing gym cup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Tiger shot the 10. So seven over on a hole. Still managed to shoot 76 for the round. So he was three under the rest of the time, which is good, especially to come back with three or four birdies after that. DJ ends up winning by four, five. That's the record. Gets $2 million. Yeah. So good for DJ. Got the Masters win. It's big money. Only his second major, I think. I don't know. But it's like his 22nd, 23rd career win, something like that. Third most on tour right now. Mm, I think so. Do you know who's second? You should. Tiger? <laughs> Phil. Phil. <laughs> Phil's got 40-some. Tiger's tied for the record at 82. Uh, 
and then DJ's in third at 22 or whatever. So there's only 60 behind Tiger. <laughs> right there. So close. Yeah. Speaking of Phil, he made the cut and then had a terrible Saturday. Shot like 78. Dropped all the way down towards the bottom of the leaderboard. But the craziest thing from the Masters. Did you see who made the cut that was playing with Bryson DeChambeau? I didn't until you told me the other day. Bernard Langer, who's 63 years old. <laughs> he is more than double Bryson's age. Yes. Got outdriven by him in the second round by like 700 plus yards. <laughs> so 40 yards a hole and beat him. Well, you can't even go by that because part three and stuff. Yeah. Everyone's at the same distance. So 14 holes, so 50 yards a hole? Yeah. Yeah. And Bernard Langer beat him. Uh, he ended up shooting under par for the tournament, which is super impressive still. That's really impressive. Yeah. 63 under par. Yeah. I'm half that, and I've never shot under par. <laughs> Especially at Augusta. I mean, I haven't played Augusta, but there's no way I'd shoot near par there. I mean, I've done it on uh, the Xbox. Yeah. Does that count? Uh, no. I don't think I have. That's probably a lie. <laughs> uh, so good for Dustin Johnson. I think he's over seventy million in winnings. It's like the top five all time for winnings. I think something like that. Yeah, kind of. I know it's skewed. It's very skewed. Isn't it? but... Like if Tiger made throughout his career what these guys make now, he'd be over two hundred million. Yeah, he's still the top earner of all time, but. Yeah, he's made plenty with other endorsements. Yeah. But. yeah. All right. So, NBA, uh, the draft is the 18th. So, when almost everyone listens to this, I would think, unless, like, your brother listens to it tonight because he's working. I guess he could. I don't really know. Yeah. Probably not, though. Uh, so, the draft is Wednesday the 18th. And I guess we'll go with the draft do you want to do the top eight and the projected picks or talk about some of the trades that happened? What do you want to do first? Um, trades since it involves draft picks? Yeah, maybe we'll go with the trades first. So there's actually been a fair amount of big trades over the last few days since the middle of last week, I think. Yeah, a few. A few popped up. So the first one was Lakers and Thunder. Uh, Lakers get their point guard and Dennis Schroeder. I never know how to say his last name. It's weird. It's German. <laughs> Lakers get him for Danny Green and the 28th pick in this year's draft. Good for the Lakers, I guess. They're getting a point guard, but they're losing their best shooter. Yeah, it's kind of a... Hmm. It's odd. I guess go for it. I don't know. Kuzma stinks. So you have LeBron and Davis and Shooter. And Rondo and KCP are probably leaving. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully the Lakers suck. They will. Yeah, probably. But the Thunder weren't done making trades or getting first-round picks. Nope, I won't up. Because Alex's team got better for the upcoming year? Yeah, I'd say better for this year. They got the need they or the guy they needed yeah. for the position they needed. So the Thunder get... Kelly Oubre Jr., who's going to be 25, and is, he's in the middle of a deal. Uh, Ricky Rubio, who's still only like 30. He's 30, 30 yeah. yeah. Just seems older because this is going to be his 13th year in the league or something. Yeah, he came in young, and he's yeah. been 
been around for a, a long time. Uh, and then Ty Jerome, who signed a multi-year deal, is like a undrafted, non-roster invite guy, but so he's cheap. And then Jalen Locke Jr. I don't know how to pronounce that one. It's definitely about right. And then a 2022 first-round pick. But it's the later one, right? Uh, they, have, they have two, I believe. Yeah. A 10th and a... Well, it's in 2022. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. So, I think it's just the Suns' 2022 pick. And the Suns get Abdul Nader and Chris Paul. It's like, that seems a lot for Paul, who's 35. Uh, is that what it is? 35? I thought it was 37, but maybe it's just he'll be 37 when his contract's up. Yeah, he's 35, so it's 37 when his contract's up. Paul's making a lot of money. Um, you know, he's see, he signed a four-year, $160 million deal when he was with the Rockets, and then he got traded to the Thunder, and now he's on the Suns. He's going to be making $41 million and then $44 million over the next two years. That's a lot of money. Wow. Goodness, what is that? Dramatic music could go with that. Usually Spot Track doesn't do that to me. <laughs> so the Suns have a lot invested into their guards now. So that's the biggest problem I have with this trade is how much he makes and how old he is. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's been good. And that's the position they needed, but I don't know. That's usually... a lot to give up for an aging point guard. An aging point guard making forty million a year, basically. Yeah, eighty-five million over the next two years. That's a lot. You're giving up a well. I think. Oh, uh, Aubrey, he's got one year left. I think next year he's got to sign. And the Suns got to sign a couple other guys. Oh yeah, he's only got one year left. He signed a two for thirty, so he's making fourteen point four this year. And that'll be a free. Wait. What? It says he's an unrestricted free agent already. Uh, oh, never mind. That's for next year. Like, that Sorry. can't be right. <laughs> no, it's just it says twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one, but in my mind, like it's for the twenty twenty one season, Got but it's it. the twenty twenty season still. Um, yeah. So one year of him, so they'll have the right to sign him. But getting out of that Chris Paul contract for the Thunder is huge. And picking up a lot of stuff. Like- yeah, get, they're all assets because you got rid of Shooter in that other trade and Paul, so you're getting Rubio who can run your offense no problem. Yeah, young enough, cheap enough still. Yeah, because he didn't sign a big contract. Rubio, I don't no, think uh, he did. His was decent. Um, I wanted to say it was like a four for sixty. No, that's still fifteen million. That's not that bad. I thought it was like a three, but yeah, but. It's nice because the Thunder didn't really need a guard. They have Shai Gilgis Alexander, who's young and good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lou Dort showed up at the end of last year and had like some crazy good games. Somehow, I don't know how, but um, sorry, Ricky Rubio. That's what we want to know how much he makes. Yeah, I want to say it was four. Oh, three for fifty-one. Oh, that's cool. So that's not bad. Three part, right? I thought it was a little less than that. But... Uh, so this year and next year, so that's not bad at all for the Thunder. And they got the first round pick. And a couple years of Ty Jerome, who's definitely a rotation player. 
So you get this 2020 28th pick from the Lakers. You get one in a couple years. So now the Thunder have 16 first-round picks over the next seven years. That's a lot of first-round picks. Yes, it is. There is a lot. And so, they can reset real quick. Well, not real quick because it's over such a long period. But but they have youth and a ton of picks. Like, they're setting themselves up. Which I don't like. I need to stop it and they need to be bad. Yeah, because the Thunder should never be good. They're cursed anyway, so they need to stop. Hopefully all these picks flame out. So they have Denver's 25th, Lakers 28th this year. They have two next year, theirs and Miami's. 2022, they have three. They have their own, as long as it's a lottery pick. Uh, the Clippers and the Suns. 2023, they have theirs and Miami's, as long as it's not a lottery pick. Basketball, can, you can put super, you can put any protection on a pick, as long as the other team agrees to it. You can do top one, top two, top three, lottery, non-lottery. That's dumb. I... Swap rights. It's so confusing. <laughs> but if you're right on the edge of a deal... And the team's like, okay, swap rights on a first-round pick three years from now. Stuff like that. It's like, okay. I mean, yeah, it makes sense, but it's just, yeah. it's like, oh, so hard to keep track if you're nothing. Well, especially like this, the Thunder with 16 picks, trying to keep track of your own first-rounders? Probably not that easy. I mean, luckily, they only do two rounds. Yeah. Like, they don't want to do it like seven rounds, like the NFL. Or baseball. Baseball, 42 rounds, 40 rounds? Something like that. Yeah. Normal here, so. Well, except for last year, it was five rounds, which was dumb. Like, why did you jump to five? Yeah, I don't it, know. It made no sense last year why to do it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Rob Manfred's the worst commissioner in sports. He's worse than Goodell. Yeah, Goodell may be crooked, but Manfred's worse. There's there's a difference between being crooked and being bad at your job. Yes. <laughs> Manfred might be both, but he's definitely bad at his job. <laughs> Before we get to the Bucks trades, a uh, quiet one that happened is Blazers and the Rockets made a trade. Uh, Blazers give up Robert Covington, who just keeps getting traded, mm-hmm. to the, uh, the Blazers get Robert Covington. The Rockets get Trevor Ariza, still playing, uh, the 16th pick in this year's draft in a protected 2021 first-round pick. So what's protected mean? Uh... I didn't see what it was with this one. But so it's just some. There's some sort of protection on it. Uh, if it falls out of protection. So if it's. Usually when a pick is protected, it has like uh, delayed protections on it until it becomes unprotected. Or there's like. If it doesn't. The common one. Like for this one, it'll probably be. It's 2021 protected. Uh, it's top 22 protected. So what would it be? Top 22 protected because there's 14 teams in the lottery. Eight teams lose in the first round. So if you miss the playoffs or lose in the first round, you have to keep your pick. And then what happens if... They'll they'll change the stipulations for the next year on it. It can turn into two second rounders. It could become lottery protected only. You can put these... So it just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, that's always part of the trade. You won't see it reported all the time. You kind of have to dig to find it sometimes. But sometimes there's ones where it'll be top 22, top 14, top 5, top 3, top 1, and then it becomes two second round picks. So it can have like six years worth of protections on it that just keeps getting delayed 
Until they finally don't hit what they're supposed to be. Yeah. Gotcha. But that it it in, incentivizes the team receiving the protected pick to actually do it. Because it's like, well, if you're good, we're not going to get the 29th pick or whatever. Or the other way around, I mean. It's like, we're not going to have to give you a good pick if we suck or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's like you got to jump quickly. Yeah. Which, what is it? The There can also be other weird protections. Uh, the one that happened a few years ago was between the Kings and the Celtics, maybe. It was protected from two to five. If it was the first pick, if that's what they got, it would be traded. Or if it was sixth or later, it would be traded. But not if it was between two and five. Really weird. Like, yeah. And they play any odds off the lottery? I don't know what they were doing, but it was just... It was a Celtics thing. Danny Ainge is, like, very... Did they get to keep the pick? It ended up being... Or, no, maybe it was protected the other way. Where if it was between two and five, they got it. That's what it was. If it was between two and five, they got it. If it was first or sixth or later, they wouldn't get it. And the next year, it would become completely unprotected. Yeah. And it ended up being the fifth pick. Maybe the third pick. I think it ended up being the third pick. And then they traded it and something else to the Sixers to get... Jalen Brown, and the Sixers took Markel Fultz. It was that draft. So they were just playing the odds, basically. Yeah. So it's like, well, let's see. Odds of the first pick are this. And it's kind like, of a fun game yeah. to play, I guess. We want your first-round pick, only if it's good. But if it's the first-round pick, you can keep it. Okay, go for it. <laughs> yeah. It, it's fun listening to, like, the best podcast for any draft pick salary stuff is Dunked On Podcast with Nate Duncan and uh, Danny LaRue. Like, they're super into all this salary cap stuff. So you can listen to them and get all this draft pack, draft pick compensation and protections, and they go into all of it and actually have it make sense. So then the next team was uh, the Bucks. Bucks made two trades. Yeah, multiple. Uh, well, it was two trades, but then it ended up just becoming a three-team trade. Usually they do this to make salaries match up, but the rule in the NBA is every team has to, quote-unquote, touch the other team. So, Naughty. So say me, you, and Landon are making a trade. Mm-hmm. I... If I send you something, like, I have to either send or receive something from Landon also, and he has to send or receive something from you. Like, every team has to touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can't just be where you send me a second, you send Landon a second, and you get a player from each of us, because me and Landon had nothing to do with each other in the trade. Yeah, it's not really a three-part trade. Yeah, it's two trades. Um, But what it ended up being was a whole lot of draft picks leaving Milwaukee. And them getting the best players in the trade. So they give up. The, here's everything the Bucks gave up. Ursan Ilyasova, DJ Wilson, Dante DiVincenzo, Brad's boy, Eric Bledsoe, and George Hill. Those are the five players they gave up. Get your breath. 
Then there's some picks. <laughs> First round pick this year, 24th pick. Uh, swap rights in 2024. Unprotected 2025 first. Swap rights in 2026. Unprotected in 2027. So the reason there's swap rights involved and a big part of swap rights is you cannot trade back-to-back first-round picks. It's called the Stepien rule because of Ted Stepien. He's the old Wizards owner, I think. Um, he would just always try and trade first-round picks to get new players, and he was terrible at it, and teams took advantage of him. And <laughs> it's protecting owners from being stupid is what it's doing. I don't want to do that. Stop it. Yeah. So that's why you see swap rights. Um, all you have to do is have a first-round pick. Uh, so like earlier with the Rockets getting a 2021st and a 2021 first from the Blazers, if the Blazers have two first-round picks in 2021, still trade one of them. Yeah, they yeah. still have they a first-round pick. to keep one. Yeah. Um, you saw it happen with the Lakers last year with the Pelicans trade with Anthony Davis. It was like first-round pick, swap rights, first-round pick, swap rights, swap rights, all that stuff. So that's why you see back and forth between swap rights and unprotected. So they gave up essentially five first-round picks or the rights to five first-round picks. And the reason these late swap rights unprotected picks can be nice is what if Giannis leaves? Like you're the Bucks. Like it could be hard to bring in some players there if you lose some of your best. If Giannis leaves and you have a bunch of money tied up in Bogdanovich, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton... You're not going to be able to sign another number one. And you're going to become a fighting for the 6th to 10th spot somewhere. So these swap rights or unprotected picks could be like the 8th pick, 14th pick. That's a lot better than the 25th pick. Basketball, you can switch pretty quick on how good your team is because there's right? not a lot of players. If you lose a couple of your top guys, it's like, well, crap. Especially now with changing the percentages in the lottery uh, lottery any team who doesn't make the playoffs there's 14 of them they bumped everything back to try and prevent tanking um i think it's like the first four teams all have the same percentage but it's a lot lower than it used to be hmm. um, and then they used to be the 14th pick had like a 0.1 percent and now it's like 0.4 10th pick actually is a few percent instead of 0.8 or something like that. Basically nothing, yeah. So you could see the 8th team or the 10th team actually jump up a lot more often than you could before, which I like. Yeah, I do, because I, I don't know. The lottery, or most of the leagues, I don't like that. Like, well, you're the last team, so you get the first pick. It's like, well, you're not usually the worst team. Yeah. The close, but... That's why it's mostly luck that gets to the bottom. Yeah. And then at the end, you're like, well, we'll lose. Yeah. Which is why I liked they changed it for basketball to make it. You only have a, I want to say 17% if you're the worst team at getting the number one pick. It used to be like 30. It's a big difference. Yeah. One in three instead of one in six-ish. I kind of like that. Yeah. Because every team's bad at the bottom. Yeah, like you have to have really bad luck to be bad and be down there. Like there was the Spurs back when they got Duncan. David Robinson was out for the year. 
Like, yeah, so they're you, like, we're you, just tanking. You lose your top player, and well, you're not probably going to win, so you get lucky, and then... Yeah. So, the Bucks get back Drew Holiday, Justin James, the 60th pick in the draft, and Bogdan Bogdanovich. Not Boyan Bogdanovich from the Jazz, who's the better shooter. He's like a 41, 42% shooter from downtown. Bogdan Bogdan, B squared, is 37, 38%. Bogdan? Yeah. Uh, so he's a decent shooter from downtown. But the big gets Drew Holiday. Yeah. So now they have Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday. And then Bogdan and Robin Lopez, I think, stayed there. They had both of them last year. Brooke declined his player option and Robin stayed. Oh. Or the other way around. One of them's still there. I always like giving them a middle of it and be a 2K game. Yeah. Put them one in power, one in center. <laughs> Just be huge. Yeah. yeah. And now that they can, that Brooke, it's Brooke that can shoot. I don't remember. One of them can. He had a game a year or two ago. He shot like 15, 18 threes in a game. Made like eight of them. He had a good game. Do you like what the Bucks did in giving up all the rights to these picks and a bunch of their depth to get a shooter and a guy who can run their offense? If they can keep everyone, yeah. Well, I think Holiday has... I don't, I don't know the contracts for everyone. So that's the thing. I think they did this to show Giannis that they want to win because Giannis is a free agent after this season, this upcoming season. Yeah. Uh, Holiday's got a few years left, two years left. So if Giannis leaves, Holiday can leave too because you probably wouldn't want to resign him at 32. But it's kind of like the win now thing, show Giannis you care. Maybe he was in on like, okay, which guys do you want Yeah. to play with you, to keep you here? Yeah. You keep him in on the... It's what they probably should do for most NBA game or teams. Cause... I think that you probably do. Like The stars are pseudo-GMs. Who do you want to play with? We'll go get them. But if your star doesn't know what he's doing, it's not going to work, and then he's going to leave anyway. Yeah. But... Holiday's contract isn't terrible. Two for 51 is what he has left. A lot better than the two for 85 that Chris Paul has. Holiday's five... Five years younger. So much money. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like what the Bucks did. It seemed like their offense was a little stagnant when it was just the Giannis show. It's like, yeah, he's the hardest player in the league to guard, probably. Maybe he's the best player in the league. It's hard to tell. There's probably like five guys all fighting for that. But just having another weapon plus a shooter is going to spread things out and make it better for the Bucks. Also, might not be too bad of an idea to get rid of money now, anyway. Oh, Going yeah. with the lost revenue of most teams in sports. That is a whole nother thing to get into with basketball. That would, with every sport, that would take a long time to get into. So, here's the quick rundown for basketball. Let's see if I can remember this. So, every year, right now, the CBA is a 50 50 split in basketball. Players get 50% of revenue. Owners get 50% of revenue. That's where the salary cap comes from. So if salary cap's $100 million, just to make math easy, they're saying that uh, they have $6.4 billion revenue. 
3.2 goes to the teams to sign players. 3.2 goes to the owners. It's split. Well, that's gone down a whole bunch. Or First, normally they hold 10% of player salaries until the end of the year in case they make less than they thought they would. And then whatever's, whatever's left at the end of the year goes back to the players, so they get the giant check at the end of the year. If they make more money, they get a bigger Thank check. So there's talk of changing that number of 10% to like 25%, 40%. Because if you don't have fans, you're not making money. Not as much money, yeah. You're losing quite it, a bit of It's money. huge. It's like 40 to 50% of revenue comes from fans. Yeah, and stadium stuff. The, yeah, uh, concessions, fans, things that happen in the stadium, merchandise. Ticket sales, yeah. Yeah. Also, so you know that's not going to come, and so the salary cap's not going to increase like it normally does. Yeah. But you don't want to drop the salary cap because then you're either going to have to cut these players and pay them out of the owner's pocket. You're not going to be able to sign free agents to new deals, which isn't fair to the free agents. Like, if you just timed it wrong four years ago and you had no idea this was coming. Yeah. That's not fair to you. But also, you don't want to get to the end of the year and not have money and like not be able to pay the players, because owners don't have to disclose financials in any sport. I don't think. I don't know that detail. So. Because you hear baseball teams losing money, basketball teams losing money. People say it's a lie, but you can't prove it because they can hide their financials. It's a private business. So they're talking about changing the percentages withheld. Uh, I think the salary cap is staying the same. But revenue is going to be way down. Yeah. So, I feel like uh, owners are going to take a hit now. And then when the next bargain agreement comes up, like, you remember when we took that big money hit yeah. and we kept paying you. Which is what they should have done in baseball so we could have a season. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Because it, it makes you look like the winner. So. Yeah. Had something else I was gonna say about it. What was I gonna say? I don't remember. Darn it. Do you remember? <laughs> no, did not. No, I don't. <laughs> I like trolls though. Good movie. But do you remember songs and trolls? I have no idea. I don't remember most of the stuff where my brain comes from. That's very true. It's randomness. Yeah. <laughs> So enough about contracts for at least the next 10 minutes. Let's go to the draft. Talk about these draft picks. Uh, almost none of which are lottery picks. I don't think any of them are. Closest one was the Rockets get the 16th pick from the Blazers. Um, so number one pick, Timberwolves. And it's been so hard to tell who the best players are because there hasn't been any basketball. It's usually, for me, I find out who the best are at the tournament, who I like. Right? Who are the best. Conference tournaments, March Madness. You get these high-pressure games back-to-back. You can see who's in shape, who performs under pressure, who can put a run together, like who can carry a team. Yeah. Like, you kind of judge it season and then that. But that is more kind of more important, I would yeah, say. Yeah, it is. So, so I'm way off. I don't know who the best is this year or any of that stuff because I, right? I didn't get to see it. Yeah. And then everything just 
kind of stops. I'm like, well, I kind of forgot it was draft till like last week. I was like, oh, it was a draft. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, I haven't looked at anyone. So for a long time, it was three or four guys. Uh, one of them's fallen off, and it's R.J. Hampton. I think he's fallen off. He's not even projected to be like he might be a lottery pick. I think they have him going 15th right now. So I'll leave him out of it. Um, it's pretty much down to Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, and LaMelo Ball. Uh, Wiseman is the the center, stretch center. Played at Memphis. Got suspended for a while for some stupid college thing. Like He got $8 in cream cheese on his bagel, so you're suspended for 10 games. Something stupid like that. Yeah, it's usually how it works. And then you have LaMelo Ball, who's one of the Ball brothers. Yeah, for a while there, I wouldn't draft any of them. Well, you definitely wouldn't draft the middle one. He's never going to play in the NBA. I He's wouldn't not going draft to. any of them. Yeah. It's like, huh. If your father's going to be that kind of person, I don't want you on my team. So you need to tell him to go away. Which is what I think they've done. I don't think Lonzo deals with him. Because he's kind of shut up and gone off to the side now from a I mean, I don't hear anything about him anymore. He said something a few weeks ago, but, like, First Take didn't have him on. Neither did Fox Sports, and people just didn't report on it, which they should have been doing all along. Yeah, there's no reason to have him anywhere near this, so he's just... This guy who failed at playing sports doesn't know what he's doing. Why do you have him on? He's just the Kardashian of the NBA. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is just really good at marketing. It's like, oh, well, maybe you should stop doing that because, you know, sports teams don't like that crap, no. apparently. Which, apparently, they learned. Yeah. So, I guess that part's good, but I still want to draft him. So, Just on spite. Yeah. So, what would you think about if he's there at four for the Bulls, trading, like, uh, Chris Dunn. Is it Chris Dunn? Yeah, Chris Dunn and... Nick. Wasn't done a free agent this year? Was it Chris Dunn? Uh, Can we just give that list? I thought we just looked that one up. Am I thinking of their other guard? You got it up faster than I do. Go all the way to the top of point uh, guards. Point guard. Okay, it is Chris Dunn. Restricted. Okay. So, so, no, so they can sign him. Still. He's a restricted. So signing Chris Dunn and trading him so that you can like Chris Dunn and something else, to get Lonzo drafting LaMelo. So you have Lonzo and LaMelo. And you get to run them in Chicago with, like, Levine and just have a no-defense, like, media-hype team just to see how it goes. I mean, I'm always for that type of thing. Like, <laughs> I'm always for working that type of thing. But you should have pretty good chemistry, you would think. Yeah, with the brother. You would think. Yeah. You'll get the... Lopez brothers for the big guys. <laughs> well, that'd be cool to have them all. Yeah. Bob all Lopez. Lopez. <laughs> I think if you're a bad team, you try to do that. Just do for, something for, interesting like for that. For one year, you just. Doesn't hurt you. Get lots of media hype. You potentially have good players. Yeah. Potentially have bad. Maybe it doesn't work out because you get all pissed off when you get rid of the bad ones, but. Like the thing you used to be able to do on Madden where you could get like the the media hype guys or whatever. Oh, like yeah, yeah. The, the ones the fans liked. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can go trade for Tebow for nothing. 
Get him on my team. He's going to sell a ton of jerseys and make me money. So, real life. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> How the Mets have been selling AAA jerseys for the last four years, even though he hits 160. No, he's two something. Uh, I thought he had a terrible year last year. Uh, we're not getting into Tim Tebow again. Um, <laughs> so, you got ball. Must look it up now. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like Anthony Edwards to the Timberwolves at number one. But the big question is, the Warriors have the second pick. You still have Draymond. You still have Klay Thompson. You still have Steph Curry. Curry's going to be fully healthy. Thompson's going to be fully healthy. Because it's been over a year for Thompson. They should both be good. Thompson hasn't played in six, no, longer than six, 18 months almost. I think uh, he got hurt in late May. Maybe early, yeah, late May, early June. So it's been 15, 17, 18 months for Thompson. He's fully healthy. Curry's fully healthy. Draymond's still Draymond. Do they take Wiseman, like the high ceiling stretch? 7-2, can play, can run the floor. Do you trade down and try and get some depth? So I'm fine with taking him. Like just taking the talent to see if He's that piece that instantly puts you back into finals contention. If you don't need anyone, yeah, you go for the best player. Because you have you have your point guard, you have your 2-3 with Clay Thompson. You have Draymond, who's a 4-5. Yeah, I'd probably go with, go with him. Yeah. He's one of my top guys. I, for me in the draft, yeah, it's him. And... Do you have a, a number two or just guy that you... That you like, so you have him rated a little high just because you want to see what he does. Um, Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes? Yeah. I think he was 10th on the, the mock draft that the NBA had, or that ESPN had. Um, is that the, that's the Gonzaga guy, right? No. He's Who's, France. Oh, Killian he's Hayes? He's from France, yeah. Oh, okay. Why am I. Why do you think he's, he's, a, he's a 6 5 point guard. Which so, I always like. Decent, yeah. Yeah. So good size, young. Uh, turned nineteen in July. Yeah. Uh, could probably put on some weight because he's six five, one seventy six. But nineteen gets to the well. Uh, the one I'm looking at says six five, one ninety two. Okay, so he's put on weight. So, which is easy when you're nineteen. I yeah. think you could easily put it on. Still get up to like two fifteen. Yeah, which is where he probably should be. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm guessing he'll go in the top seven, at least. I don't think some of these guys that ESPN has are going to go up that high. Especially with, I want to say guys are going to stay away from foreigners more this year. Um, Just trying to go for more proven guys. Because... Why would you take a 19-year-old who hasn't really played in high-level competition and that you don't have as much film on as you normally would? I don't know when their season is over there either. It's weird over there. You can play different seasons at different times for like different leagues. And but it's it, spread out. And I don't know what age they can start. What age they can start? Yeah. 14. So you might have more film on him in high competition. Yeah, but when they're 14, they're going to be playing in like what is essentially single A. Yeah, but then you get... High rec league. That's going to be more than what you see from most 
but American players. Some think. of these young Euro guys might be playing in worse leagues than like the freshman film you'd be seeing from a USA guy. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen some, some of those teams. Yeah, it's it's tough because you might have film like the one with Giannis. Like this is an extreme example, but it's like it looks like he's playing in a YMCA gym against like a rec league team. Not a good rec league team. <laughs> like he's way taller, faster, longer than everybody. Like he still is. So yeah. yeah. I like the Killian Hayes one. Uh, this is a guy, usually I'm up on this a little bit, but it's been tough this year. Yeah. Denny Avdija. Uh, uh, ESPN has the Bulls taking him at four. I don't see that happening. The one I'm looking at, I got uh, what is it? CB, CBS Sports. I usually like there's more. They got him at nine. That sounds more like it. Or no, not nine seven. Sorry, wrong guy. Oh, to the Pistons. They do, they don't have a it's rankings. It's not. Oh, they just have it ranked. Yeah. So who do they have for their top three at CBS? Uh, they got Ball, Wiseman, Edwards, Ben Hayes. But they do have mock drafts. So maybe we should go to that. It's probably better. Uh, for me, the interesting guys are kind of like these funky sized power forward centers in. Obi Toppin and Onyeka Okongwu. Uh, Okongwu is from USC. He's put on some weight. He's like a 6'9", power 40 center type guy. But they can do a lot, which is what you want in the NBA right now. You don't want the giant dude who can't move. No, it doesn't work anymore. You can't no. like Shaq. Yeah, 7'2 body isn't a thing anymore because everyone's so spread out. that They're not going to affect so many shots every game. Yeah. You want a guy who can switch and guard. You got to be able to move now. It's, this doesn't work because you can't be physical. Yeah. Well, and because there's so much space that when you are physical, it's way easier to see. Yeah. So I think the two things to watch with the draft is what the Warriors do it too. Do they make a pick or trade it? So what I'm looking at from here, they got two experts. They got Wiseman, Bowman, both. Yeah, that's what I think happens too. Um, and then... The other one I think is interesting to watch is Detroit at seven. So they one of them has Killian. Okay. The other one has Isaac. Isaac uh, Okura. 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 Is he the USC guard? He's no called Auburn France freshman. Auburn freshman. Okay. Fr. I think he's like a. I don't know. This is the thing with it's hard to. There's either, it's like a U.S. Onaka Akawa. No, he's the big guy. Is there another USC or Colorado guy? Maybe a little lower? Guard? Uh, USA. Fascinating radio over here. Nothing. Nothing I can see. There's a USC, this is where we need Landon. Um. USC or Colorado guard who's put on a bunch of weight. Of course, it's going to do it this way. Uh, put on a bunch of weight since the season ended. Gosh, well, I don't know when this was updated either. Uh, actually, this was pretty recently, 11-17. So. Maybe I'm just wrong with the school. Today. Maybe it is a Koru. How tall is he? A Koru? Okay, it is him, I think. He's put on a bunch of weight. He's jumped up the draft boards. Center? Okoro? 
Yeah, that's about center, 6'9", 245. Oh, are you talking about Okongwu? I don't know. Yeah, Okongwu <laughs> from USC is 6'9", 245, center. Oh, the Auburn guy. Okoro is a forward from Auburn, 6'6", 225. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, Words, names. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, <laughs> the other one I think is interesting to watch is Cole Anthony, the point guard from North Carolina. Was a top prospect, still young, uh, real quick, confident guy, 6'3 point guard, who's probably going to be a nice pick for whoever gets him, who's like a borderline good playoff team. Hmm, North Carolina. Hmm. What? Bias? No, just because <laughs> the high pedigree, his dad had a great NBA career. It's Greg Anthony's kid. I'm just going to make fun of North Carolina. Yeah. You can land over there. I don't even, the last few years, I just don't even care about North Carolina anymore. I know. Uh, all right, so really the two that I care about the most, though, Jaden McDaniels, the Washington guy. He's 23rd at ESPN, at least, power forward. Uh, I think he was, like, one of the top prospects. Um, but UW had a bad year, and he dropped. He was supposed to be, like, a top 10 pick. They have him mid-late first round now. Yeah, the one I got him at 25, Jaden McDaniels, two of the... Thunder. Okay. Um, Trying to find him on the other one. Yeah, I don't even see him. Yeah. Well, and then... Nope, the, not, nah, don't see him. The other UW guy. Uh, yeah, I was going to bring him up. They got him at 22 on both. Oh. Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart? Isaiah Stewart, yep. Both going. So he's kind of like the USC guy. Um, 6'9", 250, center. Big body, like the wide shoulders, long arms, seven four wingspan, six nine. So his his arms are very long. It's like I don't think center like six nine unless he grows, but he's only. This thing, they're both nineteen. So they some might grow a few, but I'd say power forward. But I don't know what team that is. Uh, twenty seven. I, I don't twenty two. I don't recognize that logo. What's it look like? Can you show me? That's Denver. It's the mining picks. You have eyes now. You should be able to see. I should. I, did, I didn't recognize yeah, Denver. I'm looking. I'm like, I don't understand what that is. Okay. I think Isaiah Stewart's going to be the guy who ends up making an impact because uh, he can shoot and defend. 77% of his free throws so he can shoot. Usually if a guy can shoot free throws... They're able to extend their range because it shows that you have a good shooting form. That's kind of the thing to look at. That's a good point, yeah. Like if a guy shoots 55% as a small forward in college, he's not going to be able to extend it to three because he can't shoot from 15 feet. Why would he be able to shoot from 23 feet? Because he has that. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I don't got a logical reason. Yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah. So drafts tomorrow. Who is the one guy that you're going to root for or you want to go number one or just like who's your guy in the draft? Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not – I don't remember – like the old, most drafts before, I could be like, I like this guy number one. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's Luca, or there's some guy who it's, it's like, like, this guy obviously has skills. It's like, this is the guy I would take. Yeah. It doesn't always work. Yeah. 
like Luca, like six, seven big body point guard who can shoot. That's super young. He'll learn. Yeah. Or whatever. And it was worked way better than we thought it would. Oh yeah, way better. Um Yeah, I like Wiseman. I like the big guy. Wiseman. Um Yeah. Seven one, seven five wingspan. Already a big dude at two forty, two fifty. But I, not like fat. He's not uh Odin. Yeah. He doesn't lumber. Like he's yeah. athletic. Yeah. So I like that better than that draft, which I didn't want him to go number one. You didn't want Odin to go number one, or you did? I did, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think he was number one. Oh, gotcha. So I was glad he did. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think Edwards is good, yeah. Yeah, I guess we haven't really talked too much about Edwards, the guard from Georgia. But uh, then The next ones, yeah, I jumped down the Killings, I think is the next guy. It, it sounds then, like Killian Hayes is your guy. I think, yeah, I'd put him... I think he's going to, I don't know, be the best. but he's, he's the guy you're interested in that you think will be good. Yes. So I mentioned him a little bit, uh, Obi Toppin from Dayton. He's like the, just in my mind, he's like Hidu Turkoglu, where you can get the ball and run and shoot, except Toppin can like dunk because he's athletic, more athletic, I guess. Just a big dude who can do a lot on the offensive end. Um, not a great defender, but it's the NBA. Who cares? You're young. You can learn defense if you really get a good coach and yeah. team. But The only thing that worries me about Toppin is, and teams have been realizing this more lately, seniors usually don't improve that much. They're already 22. Well, he's not a senior. Well, he's 22. I think that's a sophomore. Obi Toppin? Yeah. It says he's 22 already. Well, I don't know his age. He's just so sophomore. Yeah. It does, on, oh, it does on the click. Yeah, it says sophomore, but just 22. Like, so maybe came. Oh, yeah, he came late because he had some weird stuff. Um, but 22. Is he really going to improve that much? Yeah, it kind of depends on his development before that, yeah. Yeah, it just usually doesn't happen a lot, so that's the worry with the older guys. Which is fine if he can, and then he falls. Yeah, if he ends up at... Because usually those top teams, unless it's the Warriors, aren't that good because they don't have a lot. That's why they're a top pick. Yeah, Warriors just got lucky. Well, yeah. unlucky, I guess. So, I mean, I don't like the Hawks because I don't like Trey Young, but... If he could, I agree. <laughs> if he could go th- there with Young and Collins and some of the stuff the Hawks have, like that'd be make for a really interesting team, like a fun to watch league pass type team. Yeah. I don't know if they'd be good. They'd probably get forty wins. I don't know if I could watch him because I don't like him. Yeah. But yeah, they could be good. So, the draft happens the eighteenth, and then two days later, free agency starts. Bang, bang. Draft is Wednesday. Free agency is Friday. I mean, they're cramming it all in. I guess it makes sense because there's not a whole lot of time until the season even starts. The season's going to start the 22nd of December. Which is really quick. Hey, you're on our team now. you got a month. Get ready. Yeah. So the shortest time between seasons in any professional sport had been like 140 days or something. It's going to be 70. 
They're cutting it in half. Uh, I, I don't know if that's smart. I don't think it is, but I understand it because you're trying to get back on track for the next season. You're like trying. You're trying to get all the revenue you can, and get on track. I yeah, I understand. It makes sense fiscally. They said the difference between starting December twenty second and January fifteenth, uh, whenever Martin Luther King Day is. I want to say it's the fifteenth. I can't remember if it's the fifteenth or if it's like the third Monday of January. I can't remember which one know. it is. I feel bad for not knowing, but they said the difference between that three-week period. I don't even know what Thanksgiving is. I don't. Fourth Thursday of the month of November. I know December twenty-fifth. I know when my birthday is. And uh, January first. That's New Year's. Other than that, I don't know holidays. Uh, so the difference between the December twenty-second and Martin Luther King start date of three weeks is like five hundred million to a billion dollars in lost revenue from TV and. TV, whatever you can get into the but, stadiums. Oh, I, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. So that was a big part of it. And it's like you, as owners, you don't want another, what would be shorter season than you just had. Yeah. Because teams played, well, the teams who went to the bubble, which who cares about the other teams? I do. Of course, the Suns were in the oh, bubble. Oh, they were in the bubble. They didn't make it past the bubble, even though they won all their games in the bubble. Be better. They uh-huh. were. <laughs> Problem was that their best player was hurt most of the year. Yeah, yeah, because he didn't he do something dumb? Fell off a bicycle? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he got hurt. Um, yeah, you wouldn't want a fifty-five, sixty-game season after a short season with people already angry and your worst ratings since TVs were in every house and all this stuff. Well, the hell cure right then anyway, so who cares? Not going there. This podcast <laughs> doesn't even be three and a half hours. We don't. Yeah, we'd just be on the same side and yelling. We don't need to get into politics and all that other stuff like scrubs. I know. Sad days when they do that. I haven't even listened. I don't know if I want to listen to it anymore. I stopped at the end. I was like, I'm done with this. There's this thing they talk about, like... They got a nice little skip button, so you can just keep skipping and skipping and skipping until they stop talking about dumb stuff. Yeah. (laughs) But They, They say that, like, the more you get to know... Like, the people you admire, the less you like them. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because you figure out who they are. The, you know, if they're actors and they act. Yeah. The, yeah. It's like... Okay, nope, not getting into it. So, Free Agents is what we're doing next. It starts Friday. starts the 20th. And I think we should just kind of go through some of the top ones. Holy, we're pretty long on this episode. Some <laughs> of the top ones real quick at each position. And do you like them or not? So, we'll start with point guards. So the big one's Fred VanVleet. He stands out. He's easily the best point guard. Youngest at the top. And I think that's why. Because of the age and what he's done. Been influential and a very big part of a championship team. Yeah. Kawhi left and then he was a big part again of yeah. getting them deep in the playoffs. But there's a reason he's at the top, yeah. 26, Fred VanVleet. He's worth about 18 to 20, supposedly. Would you want him as your starting point guard on a championship team? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think you do because of the age. The age is great. For a point guard, I want a point guard, though. Is he a point guard point guard? Is he the passing type? He just, yeah, just he'll, he'll pass. He'll pass. 
He had plenty of games with like seven, eight, nine assists, which is what you can ask for now. Yeah. See, that's I want. Yeah, you don't want Kyrie Irving numbers. I don't want thirty-one and three. No, I want my point zero. guard to be the point guard. You want? I want him to distribute. I yeah. want the best at that. Run my offense. Don't be my offense. Yes. Yeah. Um, the other thing, 26, you can sign him to a 5 for uh, – you can sign him for a 5 for uh, – oh, no, sorry. If you if he leaves and goes to a different team, uh, he can sign a 4 for 117 because if you leave, you only get four years. If you oh. stay with your team, you can get five. Yeah, so 4 for 120 becomes a free agent at 30. He's still going to be in his prime, so I like that. Uh, yeah. A couple other guys that are, we're going to start signed for nice starter money is Goran Dragic, who's 34, but getting up European there. guys are crazy. Yeah. And then Conley, who's only 32. Yeah. And the next best one I thought was Dunn, who's 26. Yeah. Which his age is probably why he's up there. Because he needs to show he can actually. Yeah. That's like he's been. Oh, he's good. Oh, no. Oh, he's good. Oh, no. no. And it's tough being on Chicago, who's bad. It's like, well, is he. Is he a good guy stuck on a bad team? Is he bad because he's on a bad team? What's like, going on? Is he driving the team down with his play? Like, yeah. So he's one to keep an eye on. I don't. Yeah. Uh, shooting guards. Demar Derozan's the top one. I don't like him. I don't like his style of play. No, no. He's one of the worst three point shooters in history. He's like twenty eight percent as a three point shooter. You need that in today's game. Yeah, most teams have a good three shooter or a player. You're you're a shooting guard. Yeah, you need to shoot the ball. <laughs> if this was 2002, I would want him on my team because he'd be driving and getting free throws and taking all the mid range jumpers, which is what you did back then. You wouldn't yeah. have to worry about threes because he wouldn't shoot them. He could get you points then. Now it's really inconsistent. Or. Uh, What's, why can I not think of the word? Because words are tough. I know. Not inconsistent. Uh, not efficient. Inefficient. There inefficient. we go. Inefficient. He's not efficient. The guy I do like, part of it is because I watched my brother-in-law play against him at State, is Joe Harris for Brooklyn. 28. Supposed to get top starter money. He's worth like 15 mil a year because he can shoot. Yeah. Uh, play a little bit of defense. Like, he's one of those low 40s guys from deep, and he can take a lot of them. Like, next J.J. Redick-type player. And he's on a bad team. Uh, well, he was on a bad team last year because they were missing their top two players. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, but he's probably going to leave. They don't. Well, he's going to leave because they don't have money to sign him. No, yeah. Yeah, I like, he's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Bogdanovich got traded. He's not going to be on that list anymore. No, yeah. Uh, I guess the other interesting one is Malik Beasley, restricted 23. Denver's probably going to keep him. Yeah, they'll keep him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Restricted, uh, they can offer him a deal. If they don't, they have the right to match any deal. I think if they can, they will. Yeah. So. But they have bird rights, so they can tweet, tweet. match him. Yeah. Tweet, tweet. And yes, it's after Larry Bird. That's why they're bird rights. Mm-hmm. And they got bird law. Yes. Oh, man, this show's so good. <laughs> I still have a few seasons left. There's a lot of seasons. 14? I don't know. I think, I think it's 14 seasons. I watched 
all of them up to when I was deployed. Oh, you're way behind. Oh yeah, I'm way behind. Yeah. So I have a they're on some... Netflix or Hulu or Prime. Are they? Or... Yeah, they're on one of the streaming things because I, I watch them like every year. I watch them again. I have to find them again and watch them all because I'm way behind. <laughs> so let's go to small forwards, and this one might be the most interesting position because these top four guys are all pretty interesting. Say, probably the best one, free agents. Yeah, because point guards you have the old guys, uh, shooting guards. I mean, it's not bad because you have Fournier. Bogdanovich is restricted. That one doesn't count because he's uh, getting signed by the Bucks or whatever because they just traded for him. And I don't like DeRozan. But this one, Brandon Ingram, 22. He's getting a max deal from New Orleans. He's staying there. It's restricted. They're going to oh, match whatever. Okay, I missed that. He's staying there. Uh, I would say he, yeah, someone should be getting him. He's the best. Yeah. I mean, if all these guys left, it would be the best one. Uh, Gordon Hayward, he has a player option for $30 million, but it got pushed back to Thursday because I want to. I think they want to see if like teams do want to trade for him in the draft or whatever. Uh, well, yeah, I just meant the top guy. I think he's yeah. probably the top. But... Well, the best players in the, the next group. Who am I missing? Anthony Davis. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, the guy I really like <laughs> is Danilo Gallinari. Just, like, the stretch four foreign guy who can shoot. Yeah. If he's healthy, he's fantastic. He's a member of a championship team. He's got a few years left, probably, yeah. If he's healthy. With lots of back and knee injuries. Which is not good for a 31-year-old. No. I don't know very wise, but I know he'd be a bit pretty sore by that 31 age, so. And then you got Otto Porter, who's supposed to be good. Sometimes he has great games, but cannot play defense. And he's been on the Bulls, so who knows? So many good Bulls players. It's like they should be good. But it's because they don't play defense, so they score points. So it's like the, hey, dumb GMs, I scored 17 a game. Get me. Hey, you him. gave up 24 a game. You're a negative seven player. I don't want you. You suck. Go home. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so power forwards. Anthony Davis declined his player option. Uh, it was like $25, 26000000 million, maybe $28. He wants a max deal. The Lakers are probably going to get him back on a max deal. Um, probably. I would assume he'd go back there, yeah. So he's at nine years of service, I think. Maybe eight. So he doesn't qualify for the max max deal of five years for $222 million. He's going to sign a five for 190 if he stays with the Lakers. If not, he's signing a four for 141 Either way, he's making a lot of money. Would he want to sign the shorter one to get back to free agents, get the bigger deal first? Let's see, he's 27. I don't remember exactly what the age thing was. Oh, no, he would get it because it's just 10 years of service. So he would easily have it by then because he'd be 31. He only played one year in college, so 1920. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he could sign a four for 141. Let's see. I mean... it wouldn't end up being a big difference because, let's see, it would be about $11 million difference. That seems like a big difference to me. I mean over the next <laughs> five years. Only $11 million difference. That's a big deal for me. I'll take that extra million. You take the extra $11 million over five years? Yes, he, I'll take that money from him. Oh, I get what you're saying. <laughs> All right. Davis is probably staying with the Lakers. Uh, the one that's interesting. What about Davis? <laughs> Davis Bertans. Uh, dude can shoot. 
Maybe. <laughs> He's the odd one on the list. On the one, uh, the ESPN list. Because they have it ranked by type. So they got franchise. Key reserve. I don't get that. And then they go starter, starter after him. But he's the second best guy on their list. Confuses me. 43% and 42.5% in the last two years on three-pointers. And it's not like he's only shooting a couple a game. He shot 8.73s a game and made 42.5% of them. That's a lot of threes. That's a... That's a... What's the math on that? 700 threes in a season? That's a lot of threes. Yeah, he's a 6'10", 225. With a great nickname, the Latvian Laser. Yeah. Also, it's not Davis, it's Davis, because he's foreign. American, he's foreign now. <laughs> Davis? <laughs> um, I think he's going to get a nice deal. He's probably going to sign like a 4 for 70. Well, normally he would. I bet he doesn't now. He's probably going to sign a 4 for 40. It's like, I understand, he's never been a starter. Which is why they probably keep him as that. Because even yeah. last year, four games started to 54. Yeah, what is that? But he averaged 15 a game as a reserve. He plays a lot of minutes. Like, he played 30 minutes a game. Yeah, that's not a reserve number. No. That's... Yeah. I don't know, yeah. he's He'd be one I would want to get. Yeah. Um, and then you go to centers, and Andre Drummond, he signed his... Uh, player option with the Cavs because of course he would. It was for like twenty eight million, so he's taking that. Uh, Abaka maybe he's thirty. Who knows? Had a nice resurgence in Toronto. He could be your starter for the next four years because he's got like that weird lean athletic body where he's probably going to be good till he's like thirty eight. Yeah, I don't know if I trust him. Uh, Montrez Harrell lost himself a lot of money when you realized you couldn't play him in crunch time. He wasn't as big as people realized. Harold's only like 6'7". I think he's kind of like Draymond Green. Is he really? I want to say he is. Look at there first. 6'7". 6'7", yeah. No, yeah, no. He's not a center. No. No. But that's the thing. Like, he has the weird big body with the wingspan, but he gets bullied by real big guys, and then he can't shoot, so you can't play him in crunch time no he needs to get athletic drop to power shooting forward if he wants to yeah that's because there was talk about him getting like the um clint capella type deal like the four for 80 hmm. but now it's going to probably be like four for 40 i don't know that's probably i don't know if i'd take that for him either yeah but the one i like is the guy right below christian wood oh yeah yeah did some nice work in detroit um young to be an unrestricted free agent at 24, he's got two real contracts in front of him coming up. He's still going to be in his prime when he gets to his next contract. Well, he's 25 now, but yeah. Okay. Oh, 24 when the season ended. Yeah, yeah he just turned 25. Well, yeah. well, yeah, so he'll be 25 when next season ends. So he'll be 25 all next season. Um. <laughs> Still less minutes per game than the reserve player we talked oh, about before. Davis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Came off the bench, but he can shoot decent from deep. To be a 38, 39% shooter from deep as a power forward who has like power forward. He's like what a. Uh, who was. 
Marcus Chris, the UW yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this is what people wanted him to be. Yeah, long can shoot. Problem is, he they haven't put him in a center, which he's not. He's not a center. Power forward. You do not have a two hundred and twenty pound center. This isn't rec league. Like yeah, they they don't they put too many centers or power forwards as centers, and too many power forward. I I think they had him listed as a center because like Blake Griffin plays power forward and Andre Drummond left Detroit so he played center instead. But Christian wants to get get him, put him in at power forward, let him play four five. Maybe he puts on a little weight and gets to like two forty and he's your rim running center. Like he's he's at the borderline for center. He's yeah. not at the six ten. Yeah, I guess you don't even need to be thick to be a center anymore. Just if you, can you defend the rim and play defense? Can you switch? That's the thing. If he can switch and just bother ones and twos on those switches, then he's a center. Yeah. If I'm making the team now, I, I try to stick to seven foot centers because I'm. Yeah. You're old school. I don't even know if that's old school. I just. All right. So. My way. Before we get out of here. Go back to the list. Who's the center you take? Because I'm I'm going Christian Wood. Uh, I mean, it really depends on the money. No, I mean, just like you don't have you you can't take the top guy out of every list, but it's like yeah, this is the guy I'd want to spend starter money on. Right, Christian Wood, four for forty. Yeah, if you're not going with restricted yeah. and other stuff, yeah, that's probably the guy I would stick with. What about power forward? Is it Bertans? Like, get the guy who can shoot and see what he does as a starter? Yeah. Yeah. That's who I'd go. Not, not Carmelo. Yeah. Other than that, you really have to drop down. A, like, you have to go for, like, Harry Giles, who's 22. It's like, he hasn't shown he can do anything, and he has terrible knees. Yeah. I don't like guys with bad knees in basketball. No. You know, putting 2,000 pounds of pressure on your knee every time you step and you have bad knees. Not a good combo. Yeah. <laughs> Small forwards uh, is weird because you have like player, player, team, restricted options at the top. It's a lot of yeah, confusing stuff. Uh, I think it'd be interesting to go for a guy like Derek Jones. Spend a little bit of money on him, like five, like a three for 15, two for 12. But he's still young, has potential. See if he can do something. Like give him the, the three-year deal with the big uh, like player, team, weird option at the end. Where, like, we'll pick you up, like, some of the baseball stuff. You can kind of do that in basketball. You know, uh, yeah. yeah. That'd probably be, yeah, the way to go. Uh, Shooting guard, I already said it, Harris. He's yeah. top started kind of at the edge. If I really had to drop down a ways, it'd be, like, DeAndre Bembry, because I like the size. But Or Frank Jackson, because he, uh, he dominated somebody ball dominated ball or somebody in college and seemed like he was going to be good but he hasn't been great in the nba but he's still young yeah he's only 22 yeah. that's the thing like any other sport these 22 year olds like oh you're still in the minors in baseball yeah. or you're just getting your first you're getting drafted in football that's the other thing with with guards especially they don't figure it out until they're like 24 and they have a grown man body type. It's like, okay, I know how to play in the NBA. I'm not 6'3", 140 anymore. 
Yeah. It's like, yeah, usually a center is like, oh, well, I'm already huge. Like, yeah. yeah. I know what to do. The guard grows late and gets strength late. <sighs> yeah. And at point guard, it sounds like you're, you want Chris Dunn. Like, that's the guy you want to try and see, right? That'd be my try and see guy, yeah. Because it's, like, obviously, if you had the money for Van Vliet, that's where you go. Oh, yeah. If you're, if you're going big top money, yeah, that's the guy to go up. But otherwise, done. Otherwise, there is not a lot there that I like. No, you mean Gary Payton. <laughs> you just, you know, cross that little bit off the end. You don't see that. Yeah. Yogi, uh, Yogi Ferrell. That's the guy I'd go for. I like Yogi. See what happens there. Or uh, Kobe Simmons. Just development guy. But he was supposed to be good at Arizona, I think, is where he went to college. He's had a couple good games in the NBA. But he's 22. Just see what happens. Yeah. Go for the you. Someone who's supposed to be good and just didn't quite make it yet, but yeah, that's usually why I would go with basketball. I wouldn't go for that mid-range thirty guy. That's like, no, like the uh, DJ Augustine. Yeah, it's like oh, well, you know what you're getting. He's gonna be your eighth guy or whatever. I kind of liked him when he came out of uh, Texas. Texas. Yeah, it's like oh, I like that. He's good. Oh man, he just didn't quite do it, and he's thirty-two now. It's like no, yeah, he's a reserve. So uh, you learn something new every day. I knew Raul Nato. Like, he's been decent rotation guy. His real name is not Raul. It's Raulzinho. He's down towards the bottom of the list. Philly, 28. Raulzinho Nato. <laughs> That's a baller name. <laughs> I didn't know that. So I'd go uh, Xander Shoffley style and go by the second part of your name instead of the first. I'd go by Zinho. I don't want people to call me Zinho instead of Raul. <laughs> yeah. Just learned that one from you the other day. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's not his name. His name isn't Xander. It's Alexander. Oh, that's how I should have introduced you on the podcast today. Topher and Xander are here. Yeah. It's <laughs> our new tagline. Let's stick with that. Topher and Xander. Start going with that. All right. It's the Topher and Xander show. There we go. I think I'm going to go by that from now on. Xander. What's your name? Xander. Yeah. I like it. Seem more interesting. He's going to say exotic, but that's weird. That wouldn't even be like top man, 75. I'm a man of mystery. There you go. You're the most interesting Xander in the world. <laughs> but it's not on the PGA Tour. All right. Or a secret agent. True. All right. This podcast ended up going way longer than we thought it would, especially just talking about basketball, a little bit of golf. Uh, no football this week, but we were right about the Seahawks. They lost to the Rams. They're 6-3. and three. They're in third place in the division now. I was wrong. Yeah. I mean, I was right. Defense held. Yeah, they did for they once. They weren't great. They held. Yeah, they their had their was tied for their best defensive game of the season. Which is, I thought they would improve. Yeah. But I was right. Real quick, what's your overreaction? Because oh, my know. overreaction is that Russell Wilson will never be the greatest quarterback in the NFC West again. That, yeah. that belongs to Kyler Murray now. Mine will. He won't finish the year as the starting quarterback. Who? Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson? Wilson. He'll get, oh, he's going to get, gonna get murdered. Year. He's going to get Drew Brees. He, he cannot keep getting unchecked guys coming off the end and killing him. I watched five minutes of that game and he got hit like four times. Just blasted. I was like, wow. Weird that not investing in your line for nine years is starting to finally hurt your quarterback. It's like, ugh. No, yeah, no. He's not, he's going to break his streak, I think he's... Of never missing a game? Yeah. He's up there. Because what is he, nine years at 16? That's 144? 
I'm not going to try and have Alex do math because that's not going to work. Math is tough. Do, do, do. Alex trying to do research. Research is fun. I don't know what he's doing because I can't see anything. Oh, we're not a different one. I know. Because that one's the other keyboard's facing yeah. the wrong direction. Hurry up so we can get out of here. Uh, it's this not is like working. the longest episode we've had in a long time. I'm going to say, yeah, he hasn't missed a game because it's not working. It's froze. Yeah, I don't think he has. All right, so that's going to do it. Uh, head to Patreon, Anchor, Facebook, Twitter. we got stuff everywhere. Support us. Uh, be awesome if you guys could head to Patreon. Send a little love our way and help us out. Uh, we'll be back next week, probably just me, and then after that we'll start getting into some baseball stuff. But for now, that's going to do it for this episode. Mm-hmm. That's the Magalorian. <laughs>